Man, look. They don't even know who I am yet, right? But they gotta learn. They gotta learn. Welcome to You, Me, and Web 3. This is episode number 10. 10th episode. Milestone there, Spence. That's a big one. Two digits. We made it through. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. We made it. It's a great soccer number. So, I mean, obviously. Is it? Just for that, yeah. I guess it is. 10, midfielder. Yep. Is 10 always a mid, midfielder? Generally, it's like your attacking mid. Uh, Messi plays 10. I mean, there's a lot of players that want to play 10. And in amateur sports, everybody goes for that number 10. So, uh, yeah, it's a big one. Messi or Ronaldo, what team are you on? Like, but you know what? It's not even who's better. Like, we're blessed to have incredible talent. So I think that's what matters. If there was like arguing for 10 players, that's even better. That's us as a generation being spoiled. So better Pele. that way. Pele, I go Pele. Or Landon <laughs> Donovan from the United States. There we go. But today is our 10th episode and we're going to kind of rewind things here a little bit and talk about talk about some of our journey a little bit. So our first topic is highlights in Web3. What have been some of your highlights in Web3, Spence? So the first one is has to be AI, right? So again, Web3, we talked about Web3 encompassing so many different things. Um, it's the evolution of the internet, the next phase. Part of that is Metaverse, VR is thrown in, AI is thrown in, AI and both from generated AI, which is the art side of creating stuff or the artistic side, depending on how you define things, but also like the, the chat GBT part of it. So the text base where you have like your ultimate assistant, if you will. So that's number one, getting ready for this podcast. I did have a good little chat with chat GBT. Um, and then I kept stumbling. I'm, I'm like, I got to figure out how to prompt this thing to say the right things. And then it came back after a while. What did it say? It was pretty funny. Uh, let's see if I could pull it up. It goes, as an AI language model, my responses are based on data available up until September 2021. So oh. I can't provide specific details about blah, blah, blah that I was asking for. Because I'm like, okay. no, I know this is data stuff. I want new stuff. Tell me new stuff. So my first one highlight in my Web3 journey has to be snipes i love snipes a good snipe and that is when you are scouring the marketplace for a good deal and you find one and you click it and you buy it and it's an amazing feeling if you were the person that gets it so snipes um i've, I've attended a few like snipe sessions on you know online on spaces or on discord and you know they're fun you've you did a few right yeah, I had a thing called Snipe Night, which was a good community builder where like these uh, couple of NFT projects I was involved in, it was like, all right, let's have fun. Let's talk about the project, whatever project it is, and then list one of your NFTs for really cheap for someone to buy. And it's like you're welcoming in someone new to the group, and then they're also learning about it. And then ultimately what happened, which is great about the Web3 space, is people got very generous with this. So like if I put one up, then someone else would be like, oh, this is great. I'm going to put one up too. And then you really got like really got the marketplace turning and got information flowing and you're building those connections. So it was awesome. But. Okay, so clearly we went in slightly different directions on our highlights of Web3. <laughs> I took it yeah. more general, you took it more, but you bit. let's continue with this contrast. I think it's interesting. So number okay. two for me is meme coins or shit coins. And so it's, I haven't jumped into that, 
you know, I'm like, that's one thing I stay away from, but you know, like it's just kind of really been on the uptake lately. I'm not going to name these. You could easily find them, but it's this whole idea. Like from my perspective, for the most part, it's, you know, you're in there early, they pump, you have influencers, they pump, right. but what's the longevity, uh, what's the sustainable play with them. And very few of them actually materialize into anything. Very few of them really actually have a meaningful business model, if you will. And some would come out and just say, we're a meme coin. That's all it is. You're not really meant to get anything. So for me, I, th I feel it's kind of picked up again, this stuff. And uh, again, just be careful out there. Make sure you're clear on what it is. You know, it's, it's depending on how deep you go, it could be high stakes, um, you know, risk taking. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. So these these uh, meme coins that are just like these little coins that people go crazy about. That reminds me of the stock market when uh, GameStop, it's like a bunch of kids, a bunch of young people are like, all right, you know what? We're going to make this a thing. We're, we don't believe this price is what it should be. And we're just going to pump it up. And it was crazy. Like, how did that last? That, that went on for a while. I don't know. I don't know how long it lasted, but it was definitely on for quite a bit. And, uh, it's funny because the streets are like, no way, you know, they can't manipulate this. This can't yeah. happen. And they did. They stuck to their guns. They pushed hard. A lot yeah. of people got in on it. And, uh, you know, if, if you got in early, you did quite well. And it um, definitely revitalized the company. I'm looking at the stock price history of GameStop. So in, you know, August 2020, it was worth $1.35. And then it started to pick up a little momentum. And then there was the huge spike. It spiked all the way up to $81. And as we stand here today, it's worth just shy of $25 a, a share. So it has kind of stuck around. It turned it from a penny stock to a normal stock, I guess. Yeah, that did uh, pretty much an 80x. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. My second highlight from my Web3 experience is going to have to be, and I think I alluded to this earlier, but it was becoming a moderator at Swoops, just like feeling connected with the group, hired by the company to work with them, getting to know the community. So just looking at it from a different angle has definitely been a highlight in my Web3 experience. And if you ever have the opportunity to do this, I think it's a worthwhile venture. You can kind of see a little bit of the behind the scenes activity. Um, now, I think they keep, well, I know they keep the majority of stuff away from me. They don't tell me any insider information. Uh, I kind of wish they did, but what would I do with that? I would just kind of know it. Not You would have bragging powers, man. You could flex yeah. that. You don't have to reveal anything. You could just right. say, I got the alpha, but you're not, I'm not going to share it. <laughs> I would just feel more confident, I think. Yeah. But. And did yeah. you have to sign an NDA for that? Non, non disclosure um, agreement? No, I did not. Okay. Because they don't some tell projects me. you do. Yeah, some yeah. you do, uh, but they don't tell me anything, so I didn't have to sign anything. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm a general contractor, but I still enjoy being included in the group. No, that's nice. And my third one kind of merges, connects us better, I, I think, in terms of the way you went and the way I went, and then lines up nicely with your, your second point. For me, it's the, the startup nature of projects, right? So it's recognizing that it is a startup business. Now, you know, they, people have different roadmaps and we talked about that before. Some people maybe are in the short term, some people are in the long term, but if you're in it more in the long term, it really does mirror startup in so many different ways. And then for me, like how I personalize that is 
what's your role within that startup, right? Depending on your, your passions, your belief on a project, do you want to be part of that story? What role are you going to play within that team? Do you want to be a moderator? Do you want to be somebody that contributes on, on, on social platforms? Do you want to be somebody that runs for, you know, they may have a community board, a community group that gets special access to what the team's doing and is able to contribute back to the team. So for me, number three is just realizing that it mirrors a startup in so many different ways and you have easier access versus a real startup depending on, on you know, your connections, but to get involved and play a role, right? So for me, that's that's number three, which is, again, is one of the, the more exciting things about this space. And my third highlight in Web3, uh, I'm going to talk about it later because it overlaps with a future topic in the episode. Brings us to our second topic, which is what have we learned from making a podcast? So if you're interested in making a podcast, this section is just for you. Um, so what have we learned about making a podcast? One thing I learned is it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time. So if you're planning a 30-minute episode, it's going to take about 30 minutes of planning, 30 minutes of recording, and then probably double the time to edit. So probably another 60 minutes. So you're looking at at least two hours for a 30-minute episode. So it does take a lot of time. I think that's... Uh... I'm surprised you, you said that a little. I feel like it's more. Like, I feel whenever we talk, we're always recording yeah. for at least an hour, <laughs> right? Yeah. It goes back and forth. And the other part that you said about the prepping or the, or the planning, sorry, for me, I would also say the, the prepping. And the prepping, could, I, I'd separate that. The planning happens more with the dialogue, I would say, between right. us. But then the prepping, too, is like any research you got to do, any note-taking you got to do, and you just got to reflect and think about it, right? Because it doesn't all naturally come. Maybe to some people it does. We're not there yet. But I do have to say, though, is that we have definitely have improved from a productivity in terms yes. of, you know, the time it takes has improved drastically. Yeah. Which is awesome. I would say that's low end. It could be longer. It could definitely be longer. Um, another thing I've learned is, is the saying is really true. It's, it, the saying is, good enough, go. So like you can sit there and fine tune and fine tune everything and it takes so long and it can be very tedious, but your first version might have been good enough and just go with it. How is the juice worth the squeeze at that point? Yep. And that's definitely something. And I think it's important and probably that we're probably at the start, you know, you're, you question yourself a lot more. But as you do this, you build your confidence and that kind of comes then, right? Is, is it worth right. the squeeze? You know, right. good go. Let's just push forward. And I think we really got to that spot. So, um, yeah, I don't dread it. I think I think the reality is at the start, it's like, oh, man, I was so nervous yeah. doing some of these things, uh, getting up to do it. I'm like, oh, what am I going to say? How am I going to do it? How am I going to talk? But now I feel like, you know, you're, you're – yeah. I think the reality is you're not sure how you want to do things. And, yeah, you could plan it. But then with time, with that experience, you realize, you know what? I mean, I don't know if it's true for everybody, but at least for us, it's like just being us, right? Right. I'm going to be right. me. I'm going to be authentic. and be who I am for good or bad. Hopefully it, it attracts yeah. people more than it, it repulses people. Uh, but yeah, if it does the latter, then definitely need to take a different approach. Yeah. And if you're waiting for everything to be perfect, you're going to be waiting forever. So just if it's good enough, just go. It's good enough. Just go with it. Um, next thing is it is rewarding. I found it very rewarding 
uh, not financially or anything like that, but it's just rewarding the connections you make and the process and learning. Like it's a lifelong learning thing, and it's kind of cool to learn how to do this and then to kind of see it all come together from a planning to recording to an editing and then seeing the final product at the end. It's just it's, it's a rewarding experience. Yeah, and depending on how you want to do it, like you said about the profits or revenue, yeah, there, there's, you know, we haven't seen that yet. Um, which again, no surprise, but there is the investment cost, right? So it's something you got to think about when you plan. And there's so many ranges of things how you could do things. I mean, first the equipment, that's that's basic. But depending on how things evolve, you may need to spend more money. Like one of the things we need to do is really expand our platform, right? It's really on, we're on the podcast platform, Spotify, Apple, all these other ones um, that are out there, but there's more that can be done. And we have things in the works um, but again, it takes time. You could pay people to do stuff, but you know, you, you got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> right, right. And another little pointer here is uh, re-listen to the episode before you click publish. Make sure everything that you have said is what you wanted wanted it to say and what you meant. Because uh, there's been times when I clicked and I'm like, wait a minute, maybe I meant to cut that out and I didn't. And I had to go back and, and fix it. And you can go back and do that, but it just takes a little bit more time. And our last section here today is what we have learned about Web3. Anything we have not shared yet with the community or with, with our listeners, what have we learned about Web3? When, I, when we threw that question out, I had to remind myself, how did we start our, our episodes? You know, the very start, what are we trying to do and where have we gotten to? So have we done what we said we would do, right, as part of it? And so, you know, two media thoughts is, yeah, I mean, we, we learned along the way and I'm just going to just generalize that we learned, right? We learned from yes. the podcast. We learned from consuming web three content. We learned from being involved in the communities and researching. So yes, did we do that? Did we learn again in general terms? Absolutely. Right. And part of that too, is like, when you look at how you learned, which I already just said in terms of being involved and engaging. That is a great way of learning. You could learn so much by listening to people, but it does obviously elevate it a bit more if you're actually having engagement with individuals, right? Because you're able to ask anything. And so again, one of the things we try to do here is keep it simple and hopefully we did. Um, and I think we'll continue to strive for that, right? Because we're not trying to intimidate people. We said we're doing this with open arms, right? Holding hands was one of the jokes for, for, for a couple episodes, bringing that back. Um, but yeah, it's, that's an important part, right? Keeping it simple, ensuring that we're learning. And anyway, that's my, my first general thought is, is that. And uh, I feel like check, check, check. What, what have we learned? What, what have I learned about Web3 and everything we've done so far? I mean, you know, I, I, I knew so little before we started researching for this. Uh, so I've had the opportunity to kind of go through and force myself to learn a little bit about blockchain about crypto mining, about all these various random topics that I didn't know about. Um, but some other things I've learned along the way, and this is more about the NFT world, is timing is everything. Timing is everything. Um, you don't want to be the guy that buys the, if we can go back to the stock prices, you don't want to be the guy that buys uh, GameStop at the peak and then it drops down to $20, right? Um, I also learned that this space is very fast. It moves very fast. 
Um, Which is why sometimes you feel like storylines repeat themselves. So have you followed like the, you know, what's going on in, in, in Twitter world, crypto Twitter, right, as we call it. You know, it feels like, you know, there's drama, there's stuff that happens, there's scams, but it feels like it's on repeat. Like it happens again. Right. Someone else is the same thing. It's uh -huh. a different coin. It's a different project. And there's so much that goes on that you sometimes forget about the details, but you're like, you know, hold on, this something like this right. has happened before. Right. And that's kind of the, the nature of it, um, which is surprising. And, and so, which brings me to my, my second point is about what I learned from Web3 is how to explain things better and try to make more analogies. And so I'm going to go on to two comparisons that help. When I think about crypto Twitter, I feel like crypto Twitter is reality TV. It's a new iteration of reality TV. Call it reality Web3, okay? Now I'm gonna, not going to name drop or anything here, but call it, there's like, I don't know, depending on your circle of what you're following, there's perhaps, you know, 15 to 20 people that whose names you hear regularly on spaces. They are guests on spaces. They host their own spaces. Some of these people are project leaders, um, people that are influencers. I would say they generally fall in those two buckets and everybody, not everybody, but people get sucked in to see, oh, what do they do? What do they say? They said that, no way. They're tied to this project, no way. Oh, I believe in them or I hate on them. I fought on them, whatever it may be. But I'm not a, a reality TV guy, but I'm like, oh man, like crypto Twitter yeah. is reality web three. That's what it's it like, is. Where, so. <laughs> where have I seen this before? Right? Yeah. The other one I would say is, and we talked about this a moment ago, is comparing, how do you explain web three people? And I've explained it many different ways. Um, it keeps evolving, but we're kind of the space I prefer now, because I feel like it kind of registers more with people is back to this whole startup idea, right? Web3 is a new platform where startups happen, right? There is a range of investment, range of vision, range of quality of the individuals. The values of these teams, there's a range, there's a range of everything, but it has a startup aspect. So if you want to get on something from a startup and be involved and you feel like you're part of that team, part of that extended community, you are by buying into an NFT, if that's what it is, right? So by being a holder, you bought the rights to this exclusive club that's yeah. going to give you benefits. It's going to give you rewards. There could be monetary value. Who knows? There's a lot of potentials and you know ups and downs in terms of how you time and how you play that stuff. But then you want to elevate the brand in your own way for either profit reasons or you love what they stand for. You want to bring that ecosystem to life in your own way by saying, you know, if I have a doodle and I want to commercialize it, there's opportunities to do that, right? And other projects present the same thing. So you become a true, you know, souped up brand ambassador. So if you love your own right. brands, if you love Sephora, you like Pantene, whatever it may be, and you can kind of like, be the person that kind of pushes that agenda, get access to the team and get rewarded, get other benefits. Like that's yeah. kind of what pulls people in. And there is that fun, there is that passion. And you do become friends with some of these people. Look at us, like we became friends, like we started a podcast, you know, right. and we've, we've never met in real life. And so, you know, there, you, you, you form these other bonds. So 
for me, that's kind of how I like to think about it now. It's more like the startup skin in the game. You want to figure out what your role is and to add value in your own way. And then it could be short term, it could be long term, whatever your framework is. But again, you just have access and you're connected at a whole new level. Which leads me to my next point, which is like owning an NFT is a double investment. You're investing in the NFT group itself and you're investing in the blockchain behind the NFT. So for example, if you own a doodle in it, let's just say it's like three ETH, right? And today Ethereum's worth $2,000 in this make-believe world. Well, then your doodle is worth $6,000. Now, if you wake up in the morning and now ETH is down to $1,000, well, your doodle is now worth $3,000, right? At the same time, if doodles goes up or doodles goes down, that's also going to affect the price. So there's two variables. And I learned that pretty quickly. And it's just kind of interesting to look at both sides of that. And so that, I mean, that kind of touches again on what you said earlier in terms of the speed of the space, how things change. Mm -hmm. One thing I was laughing last week, and I'm, this is not a judgment um, reaction, but we talked about what's the three NFT projects you can get into if you could, right? If you were there at the right time. And what if mine was Azuki? And then fast forward, like from the moment I said that, fast forward a week, like Azuki's been a complete roller coaster. Um, again, I'm not going to get into all the details of why, but you know, they, they expanded their ecosystem. They had more Azuki projects that came out and, you know, people reacted for different reasons for different things, but the value has completely shifted. Now that doesn't change my perspective on it being one of my top three, but it just goes to show the speed of which things happen here. Right. Um, and again, like. What's what, you know, reground yourself. What are you in it for? And what, what do these changes mean to you? Right? Cause there's always short-term yeah. changes and it's hard to, to know how the long-term is going to go for any of this. Good. And, uh, my last thing I've learned is to know the perks about the projects, know them. Like I've had, I've gotten to experience some awesome perks. Well, I, okay. Awesome perks. Like. I have a, I want a pair of autographed Duncan Robinson shoes, an NBA player. I have a Jerry Judy autographed Jersey. who's a wide receiver. So I've had these things like mailed to my house. Like my, they get mailed to my house. My wife's like, you have a package house. I'm like, Oh, I think that's that. Did it really happened. And he go and open it like, Oh, this is awesome. Um, so different projects along the way, like maybe you get like a free hoodie or a free hat or free, whatever, like knowing those little things is pretty cool to to get some of those perks and it's kind of the fun part of it and which that leads me to to my last point is you said you started that by saying you got to be aware be informed of what's going on with the project mm -hmm. the you got to really pause and reflect in the space and say how much time do you want to invest how much money do you want to like play around with or whatever you want to call it because it could be a rabbit hole right. if you really engage and you really want to get the most out of each project that's a time commitment and like yes. how much time are you willing to do and you're going to get more value from an experience not necessarily monetary but from experience and maybe from a personal development if you you're able to go a little deeper on a few 
versus just skim the surface on a bunch. But if you're skimming the surface on a bunch, your objectives are probably different from a long-term right. play um, right. in terms of, you know, you champion this this brand, this project. So that's one thing it's, and now I gotta like step back. I'm like, ooh, I wanna get in on this, but I'm like, do I have the time? I'm like, Ugh. Right. Yeah. I mean, money's another thing. Do I have the money? It's a whole different do I have the money? Do I have the I'll time? I'll put that aside, but just do I yeah. have the time? Yeah. All right. So those are some, anything else that you learned about web three, either those, through our podcast or your journey? I mean, those are really the top ones. Um, but yeah, actually I'll do the last one. Cause I said this in a space the other day. I'm like, you know, I actually like it is this whole idea about you really can't judge a book by its cover in the space because you don't know who these people are when you're engaging with people, they're a PFP, you know nothing about them. So I kind of like that you kind of start on equal playing ground. Like, you don't know, these people are just like connecting whatever may be. Yes. If someone has like a nape PFP versus right. I won't name what else, something else, then yeah, there's, there's different perceptions that come with that. But the reality is, you know, nothing about the peel behind the screen, um, which is kind of nice, but at the same time, you do gotta be careful because you don't know their intent either. But again, it's kind of cool. You're like, you don't know who you're going to connect with. You don't know where relationships are going to go if you take the time to make those connections. Um, so yeah, that's the last thing that I thought that that's kind of interesting in terms of learning. And again, you could, from a distance, if you know, you're not in the space, you're not experimenting, you're not trying to make sense of it, this could just kind of all sound silly, but you don't really, you can't really understand this until you experience and try it out. Right. And again, not, you don't have to invest to get the most out of community. I've seen very high engagement individuals that don't even own something in a project, but they're fully supportive. The community, you know, appreciates them. And the hope is maybe one day they'll get something. So again, you don't have to invest in anything. Um, you don't have to put money in anything. You could just kind of experience, see what you like, um, and see if it's something that really vibes with you and you want to kind of put more of yourself into it. And maybe, maybe it leads into, you know, a different career or a different side hustle. And, right. you know, if you're pushing your comfort zone, that's a good thing, right? It's kind of, in some ways, it's like the access you get to people, to things, to opportunities are, are probably higher than, you know, the real life. Because if you want that one job, I mean, there's so many people that go for that one job. Uh, but here, I guess it's, it's a little different. So that's kind of my experience. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Which leads to the closure of our first season of You Mean Web Three, and our next season is around the corner. Are you look? What are you looking forward to on our next season? The one thing. Well, the two. Th well, there's two how things. Many I'm things? Really looking how many things? How many things? How many things? One. Can I get two? Three? Four? How many things have we got going on? Okay. I'll, let's see. I'll start with two. <laughs> The two <laughs> things I'm really looking forward to to the next season, and I just oh. the three things I'm really looking forward <laughs> to the next season is is having guests here, right? Uh, and we talked about this. We want to have guests talk to different people, and we're really yeah. open in terms of who these people are. And it's you know the intent is that we learn from them, that you learn from them, and you hear things in a different point of view. And with that said, there's value in getting people from different experiences, different roles. So that's kind of what we want to focus on. And it's not about necessarily promoting a project because that's not our thing. 
It's about educating. Which I have an idea that I want to talk to you when we're not recording before we go. Ooh, but like that. I don't want to interrupt you too much. Go ahead. What's your like, what's like that tease? Okay, no alpha, no alpha yet. Um, the second one is really hearing back from people. We haven't asked people like we started to like give us feedback, you know, thoughts. What would you like us to talk about? So I really want us to amplify that, and we need to amplify our 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 Twitter game. Um, which leads me to three is our expanding ecosystem, right? So yeah, just putting time and effort into it so that people have an easier time kind of finding out about us, finding out what uh, each episode's about, learning a bit more and figuring out, hey, maybe just on the website's good enough for me. I don't need to listen to the podcast. Although obviously we want you to listen to the podcast, but uh, yeah, looking forward to expanding our, uh, our ecosystem. Yeah, I'm looking forward to maybe doing some sort of a live show along the way mm-hmm. or just a Twitter spaces and connecting that into a podcast. Um, I'm looking forward to doing that. And I'm also looking forward to learning, to getting to topics we haven't gone to yet that I want to learn about still, such as DAOs. That that one just comes to my mind. We still got a list. We got a list of things we got to get to. But It's been, Mark, it's on the blockchain. You put it out there. No, I'm joking. It's on the blockchain. But um, <laughs> maybe we got to look at it and do that um, to be held accountable. But uh, we said it, it's recorded, it's out there. Thank you for listening to episode 10. It's been a good episode. Uh, Toodles. Don't have a good day. Have a great day. Don't get lost in the night. You need to sleep to get it right. Don't let your brain escape. Off to the races where the wild things play. Get a little better every day. Get a little better every day. Get a little better every day.